0: and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 100th episode of the You Do Woo podcast. This is sort of surreal. It's sort of crazy, but really exciting. My name is Allison Cullen. I'm your host, if you don't know me yet, and I'm just soaking in this moment of sitting down to record the 100th episode. It's going to be so crazy to like go back and listen to this in a year or two or once we're at 500 or 1,000. It's just nuts. When I started this episode in the summer of 2020, I started it as a, like a little creative project and a way to talk more about human design because I had started doing human design readings at that point. And it's just grown into this whole other entity, which is so cool. And we actually, little known fact, I don't know, maybe you do know, I started out with a different podcast title. It was called the Aligned Designs Podcast, which came to me logically. Like I sat down and did a brain dump of different names. And I love the word alignment and being aligned and it has to do with human design too. And so that's where that came from. But I sort of always knew deep down that I would go through a rebrand at some point. And that happened in the fall of 2021. We rebranded to You Do Woo. So here we are. Oh my goodness. I'm recording this in late August 2022. So it's been over two years. I haven't been quite consistent. I'm doing better now, (laughs) or else we'd be at over 100 episodes by now, but it's all good. So today's episode is going to be, I think, my first ever Q&A episode. All of you wonderful Instagram folks over there on YouDoWoo on the Instagram application submitted questions. I got a ton. I wrote all of them down. I'm not going to be able to answer all of them today, but listen for your name and maybe I'll do a part two or part three in a few weeks to go back and make sure I answer everybody's questions. There were eight people that I chose and some people had more than one question. So around 10 questions and I'll go ahead. Just dive in. I'm excited. Okay, so Katie asked, what does your daily schedule look like? Oh my goodness. Okay, so I just recently really started implementing like my perfect weekly schedule. I always have private coaching clients do this depending on their human design type because generators and projectors are a little bit more designed to have like a daily flow, a daily schedule that they stick to. And then manifestors are a little bit more weekly and reflectors are a little bit more monthly. Or that is what I've found with working with people individually on on what works best for each energy type. I'm a generator, so I do work every day. But I have found that I, also being a generator, a really Magical thing to do is to keep a lot of open space. You're able to fill it, but we'll tend to just fill our entire schedules and not have any time for grounding ourselves, self care, spiritual stuff, reading, creative time, all that kind of stuff. And so I really try to keep a decent amount of blank space in my schedule to fill once it comes during that day or that afternoon or whatever with whatever really lights me up. What Whatever my sacral is saying, heck yes to. So my just really daily schedule sort of looks the same every day, but then I'm going to talk about my perfect weekly schedule that I've implemented because it enables me to have like big pockets of time for blank space and creating and stuff. So I am a grandma. I go to bed literally at eight o'clock, sometimes before Sometimes I'll stay up till 8.30 or 9, depending on if Cam and I are hanging out and we're watching a show or something, but I love going to bed early. So that means I usually wake up around 4.30 without an alarm clock, and in a perfect world, I would have 60 to 90 minutes of my quiet time in the morning, but lately Miss Caroline has been an early bird and wakes up at 5. Ever since we got back from Portugal, I think she goes to bed fine and she sleeps all night, but she's been getting up early. So if you have any tips for me for that, let me know because I'm not going to just let her stay in her room and cry. She'll just stand at the door and knock on it. <laughs> then I'll come get her and we snuggle. It's nice. It's interesting because like I so cherish that first thing in the morning alone time with God, like really just myself, quiet, quiet hot cup of coffee. I do my water activation and my coffee activation and I journal and I just have my little time and I cherish that. But I also have like tried to reframe her getting up early and just really started cherishing that time together, that sweet time with her because I know that won't always be the case. So I'd love to have my alone time back. But in the meantime, while Caroline wants to hang out with me in the morning, I'm welcoming it. So lately we get up and hang out and we have sort of a rule that we don't do TV if the sun's not out just for melatonin regulation wise. And we do a little bit of coloring and hang out or play with blocks or whatever. And then I'll put her in front of like a 20 minute show and then I start getting myself ready and get her lunch ready. Cam is a projector my husband and so he loves sleeping in. He's a night owl but he like really needs to sleep. So most of the time he'll sleep in. Sometimes he'll wake up at 6 or 7 and so he gets a little bit of Caroline time too, but his main time with her is in the evening cuz she I'm tired in the evening and he's not and he's great at playing in the evening and I'm great at playing in the morning or drawing in the morning. So I get all of our stuff ready, and then it just depends on when we head out the door. Usually it's between 7.30 and 8, and I take her to school. She goes to a little preschool that she's obsessed with. Like, this wasn't the case when we first started going here. There was a lot of upset and crying and having to, like, really work through all of that and process emotions and chat through it and all of the things. So that was really hard for a while, I think. That was like in May. So, if you listen to any of my episodes, then I think I was like when SHIT hits the fan during a quantum leap. That was during that time. I don't remember what episode that was, but anyways. So, she loves school. She'll like get herself ready. She'll say, Okay, I'm going to go get ready for school. And I always let her pick out what she wants to wear. She'll, lately, she's obsessed with dresses with pants underneath and she wants two braids like Anna from Frozen. So that's been fun. I've been improving at French braids. So we hop in the car and I go drop her off. And then sometimes I haven't totally gotten ready and done my hair and makeup if I wanted to that day and gotten all my stuff together. So sometimes I'll go back home and I'll walk Eula and sort of have like a slow morning. And sometimes I come straight to the office. I have a co-working space that I office out of and they have podcasting booths, which is really nice and just a beautiful open air area with like a coffee bar and snacks. It's just I feel like I manifested this exact space. That's for another time. Anyways, so I come here and I don't schedule any Zooms before 10 a.m. And that's just because I really like having slow time in the morning, time to... Make my to do list for the day if I didn't the day before. Time to journal a little bit more. Time to really sit and do some embodiment practices and just like ease into the day. Lately, the past month or so, I have been jam packed. I hate the word busy. I don't like it. It has like a really not good energy for me. So I always try to say, like, life is full. My schedule is full that kind of thing. So my schedule has been very full the past month, which is a wonderful thing for business and a not so great thing for my blank space times because there hasn't been a lot. (laughs) So I've been doing back to back readings, private coaching, mastermind hot seat calls, trainings. I have two courses I'm wrapping up right now, which has been so fun. They're like little micro mind courses. I'll link them below because they'll be wrapping up. And if you feel like doing a self-led version of them, you totally can. One's called Break the Rules. It's for network marketing professionals. And then one is called Time Bending. It's for moms. Both are really awesome. So I'll link those below, but I've been doing that. So I've just had lots on my plate, which is fun and lots of momentum and all of that kind of stuff. But I've experienced burnout in the past, and I'm not anywhere near that. Because I'm doing work that truly lights me up, but I really do want to have more space in my schedule. So I'll get there. Anyway, so I usually have several Zooms scheduled throughout the day. I try to cut them off at three, and then I have some just decompression time making a to do list for the next day. And then I go get Caroline. And I do try my absolute best once I get her and we go home to just play and be present with her. And sometimes she's in a mood where she doesn't want to play. Like she's been around kids all day long and she's a reflector. So she's very empathic. She soaks up everybody's energy. So sometimes she needs like some time to just decompress and she'll color by herself or not want to talk or watch a short show or sit there, just sit there and sing and play on her ukulele and chill out. And she doesn't want me around, which is totally fine. And in that case, sometimes I'll go like do some sort of dinner prep or answer some boxes or answer some DMs, you know, if she's not wanting to play. But most of the time she does, most of the time the car ride home is enough time for decompression for her. And I like, I let her talk if she wants to talk, but a lot of times she doesn't want to talk. She just wants to stare out the window, which is so good that she knows how to take care of herself and decompress already. So we will play and hang out and my husband doesn't work every day. He's a freelance digital tech in the photography industry. So sometimes he travels, sometimes he has like one or two days a week that he works. And then his other job is renovating our house. He's really, really good at construction and design and all of that kind of stuff. He doesn't want to deal with subcontractors and stuff, but as far as like design, I feel like that would be a good future job for him as a projector for sure. So most of the time Cam is there too, so they'll play. And if I need to like clean up stuff or get stuff done or whatever, start laundry or do little household things, I will. And then we usually have dinner pretty early, like 5.30 or 6. And then bath time starts at 7.00. Caroline and I usually take a bath together. And then bedtime is between 7 30 and 8 for her. And Kim and I trade off with bedtime. Lots of times he does do it just because I'm so tired by it. Like, I really, especially since having a career that I'm obsessed with, I'm like so tired by the end of the day, like in a really satisfying, fulfilled way, which is wonderful. But I'm just tired. I'm not tired in the morning. I'm a morning person. So either here I will do bedtime. She'd prefer him. We like to trade off because if he is out of town, I don't want her being used to him doing it and then being upset with me. But she's almost three. So she's getting to where I think we can, like, discuss these things. Maybe I can hand off bedtime to him. (laughs) If he listens to this, he's going to be like, oh, cool. I'm glad that she's making these decisions. Anyways, I'm going to discuss this with him because that would be awesome. Because she loves it more. He's like way more entertaining at reading. And I'm just like almost falling asleep at that point. And then I go to bed soon after. And that's like the main day. So let me know if you have more detailed questions. But that's sort of the daily schedule. And what I did to create more blank space is I am cutting back the number of human design readings I'm doing. They're only gonna be on Tuesdays, and I'm gonna do one or two each Tuesday max. And the way that I did this is I increased my prices. But they also include three days of boxer coaching. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday boxer coaching, which is great. I mean, I charge a lot for boxer coaching. So this is actually a really, really good deal. And The Voxer coaching helps you implement everything that we talked about in your Zoom recording into real life and especially into your business. So that's like my main jam is doing human design readings for business owners because, I mean, it can honestly transform your business. You can two, three, 10x your revenue just by following a few small things in your chart. It's nuts. So I do human design readings on Tuesdays, and then all my other private client Zooms and podcast recordings are going to be on Thursdays, and that feels so good to me, like so good. And then Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are open space. Wednesdays, I love going to yoga. Mondays, I love the idea of, and I'm starting to put this in practice next week, but I love the idea of having just like an admin day, a brain dump day, catching up on stuff. I do my magnetic actions list and just sort of like easing into the week rather than having a ton of meetings that happen on Mondays. I like, I don't know, when I was working in corporate America, Mondays were always so Hectic. It was like the manic Monday song, and I vowed ever since I became an entrepreneur at like twenty five I don't have manic Mondays anymore. And then once this business, you do woo started really taking off. I had to, like put some stuff on Mondays. I had to book some things on Mondays because there just wasn't enough room. And after six weeks of doing that, I'm done. <laughs> so Mondays are gonna be really chill and easy and like getting organized and checking off admin stuff and all that. Wednesdays are going to be yoga and doing any other like fun self-care things that I want to do. Maybe on Fridays too, but massage or getting hair nails done or anything like that. And then a little bit of work. A ton of my private coaching is we do a hybrid of Zooms and Voxer coaching. So that's just like so helpful to have that ongoing rather than just like a one-off And then Thursdays will be podcast recordings and Zooms. And Fridays will be open space again. And I need a lot of open space because I have not been affording myself the time to do any of my creative things. And they've just been having to fit into pockets, whether that's planning out a podcast episode or creating a digital course or revamping a digital course, which we're getting ready to do. My two-year-old seven-day money boot camp. We're getting ready to revamp into a seven-day boot camp called the Money Magnet, but it's totally new material from everything that I've learned the past two years. So keep a lookout for that. Moving everything over to Kajabi from Teachable, like all the like sort of back-end admin stuff. I have not been keeping enough space open to do that. So that's what I'm doing. And that was a really long answer. But that's my daily schedule, my weekly schedule. And I'm so excited to sort of have the time blocking and open space starting next week. Okay, Annette asked, can you talk about what money is going to look like in 2028 and maybe careers? This is a great question. Annette, if you have not taken the feminine art of getting rich, I highly recommend it because that's what we talk about. Money is something that we've created as humans. It's not truly real. It's not even backed by much of anything anymore. It's all computer systems. I get into this in the feminine art of getting rich. I'll just call it getting rich course from here on out. However, it is something that is a tool in this 3D reality we live in. And one of my big purposes on this earth in this lifetime, I believe, is to help teach about this illusion of money and how to actually play the game with it and getting it into the hands of good-hearted men and women, specifically I work with women right now, and changing the world in that way because we can. So I think as we approach this new paradigm, which started in 2020 with all the craziness that happened that year, it's going to get a little bit crazier, I believe. Like, I just truly believe this. We'll see. And it's going to get better in a lot of ways as well. I don't know what systems are going to crumble and what new systems are going to come up. I have some ideas that I talk about in the Getting Rich course, but no one truly knows. We're all going to figure this out together. I do believe that money is going to be way more in the hands of highly evolved people, People who know that money isn't the end-all be-all, but that it is a tool that can be used to do the things that actually matter so that people who want to do big work and help the world be a better place don't have to stress about money at all and can allocate it to the right places so that there's less corruption around it and less greed and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I teach about In the New Paradigm Mastermind as well, we talk a lot about money, a lot, a lot, a lot, because it's really important to learn the energetics behind it. And then Annette asked maybe careers too. I hope that everybody's going to start listening to their body a lot more in regards to whatever profession or career or income portals they have open so that they'll be much more aligned. That's what I believe. And I do think that like time and money aren't gonna be as intertwined, if that makes sense. Like we're gonna be able to call in a lot of money without putting in 40 hour work weeks. So highly recommend checking out Money Magnet and the Getting Rich course. Leah asks, what are your top three tips for someone who wants to live more by their design? Okay, I would definitely dive a ton into your authority. That is your decision-making process, I believe. Start with episode 94. It's called the number one tool that increases magnetism and helps with decision-making. Authority. Authority, authority, authority. And then I would say deconditioning from people-pleasing and codependent tendencies, which I have and I'm working on. And it might be the rest of my life. It's my goal by the time I'm 40, which is a little over a year from now, to like not be a people pleaser at all. I'll let you know how that goes. But I'm working on it. I think that deconditioning from people pleasing helps you to then really follow your design and go inward instead of making decisions based on what will make other people happy. Okay, just so you guys know, I printed out these questions and I didn't type out any answers. I just was like, well, I'm going to flow with this. So this is me answering it on the fly. The third tip, I always talk to mainly women, mainly moms who are like, okay, here's all my kids' charts. I want to learn all about theirs, which is totally fine. I have an episode for parents if you want to check that out. It was episode 35, Parenting 101. So you can go check out those tips. That's fine. But I would recommend spending a good three months only on your chart and implementing everything in your chart. So if you haven't gotten a reading yet, highly recommend getting a reading and then spend a good three months on that before you worry about other people. But after that... Definitely find out what everybody in your life is and teach them about it and share the freebie with them. Let them dive in on their own. Because once we get everybody making decisions based on what's correct for them (laughs) and listening to the still small voice inside of them and not external sources, the world's going to be such a better place. Like, really, really, really. So, those are my three tips, Leah. Georgina. ooh, Georgina's in my break the rules micromind. Hi, Georgina. Georgina, what daily routine would you recommend for a reflector to have? Energy for business. No daily routine. (laughs) So my tip for reflectors is to take the next like three months. And if you're a woman, track your menstrual cycle and also track the lunar cycle, full moon, new moon, waning, waxing, all that And put it like in a calendar, like have your own special little calendar for this and track your energy and track your feelings of feeling introverted or extroverted or energetic or motivated and all that. Take like the next three months and track all of that and see if you can figure out if there's any type of rhythm in that. And then I would base your business time around that. A lot of women are very motivated and energetic and extroverted when they're ovulating so it might be the case for you, might not. And I would not do a daily routine. If you feel like you have to have a routine, maybe some type of weekly routine. And if you need a little extra motivation or oomph, get with a generator or gen or somebody who has a defined sacral or defined ego center and do work sessions with them. But you probably will burn out trying to be super consistent and working a ton every day. And you're really meant to stay pretty open and fluid and all of that kind of stuff. That doesn't mean you can't work every day. And especially if you're around other people, it gives you that extra energy. Like Caroline's has like 10 kids in her class. And so she's able to f- feed off of their energy. And she also does... Pretty well with structure. Most toddlers do. It's weird because as kids approach age seven, that's when their design types really start to show through. But also, if they've been submitted to conditioning, that can start taking place there. So, like, your biggest job as a parent is actually not to even put them in a box, like, not to put them in a human design box or any type of box, and not to condition them and just let them be themselves. And allow that and not judge it and not make rules and all that kind of stuff. I'm not perfect at this. I'm learning every hour of every day. So I feel like especially with Caroline being in school, she's getting a lot of conditioning there. So my job is to like talk through all of that with her, help her decondition at home, help her reframe certain things and give her a lot of space and openness to do the things that she wants. Other than going to bed at a decent time so she gets enough sleep. So that's what I would say, Georgina. Let me know if you have further questions. Sarah asks about finances versus following your design. So it depends on your chart for sure. But usually, especially for projectors, sometimes the big money can come from ways that don't have anything to do with your career, like manifesting FU funds or whatever. And passive income portals are really good for for everybody, but for sure for projectors. Because if you ever have a time where you want to take some space and take some breaks or whatever from your day job, you can do that. And I would also highly recommend doing a little bit of money shadow work because that could open the floodgates of money coming in. Money magnet course or the getting rich course. But this might also be something we want to talk about one-on-one in a reading, which I can definitely do for you. I'll get with you. I don't have your chart in front of me, and it really depends on your chart and your design. Your incarnation crossed, what gates are lit up, who you're around. I know that you work with someone who has part of the money gate, so that can really activate that in you and give you some motivation to go earn more money, which is awesome. So, Yeah, we can talk more about this one-on-one too, because everybody's money stuff is different depending on your childhood and depending on programming and what jobs you've had before and how much money you've made before and if you've ever manifested a lump sum of money. It's so particular to each person. So I can help you with that. Okay, Amy, any secrets to overcoming the jump in business of a little to a lot on the struggle business bus? So, with this, for me, honestly, I think I had to really do some time collapsing and doing some embodiment practices, which have helped a ton. Like showing up as the Allison who is the next level Allison, right? Who's like more of the seven figure earner rather than just a six figure earner. And I know those are words or whatever for me I have money gate lit up so like that kind of stuff motivates me but that's not the case for everybody so my I show up as next level Allison truly I think it was around March or April that I started showing up like that doing my embodiment practices Amy I probably need to like sit down and go over the coffee activation ritual and do a reel for it I'll do that soon And I think you're doing the money magnet course, which I'm going to talk about that in there. So stay tuned. But doing that embodiment practices of stepping into the next level, Amy, will bring that next level income and business revenue and the amount of business that you want in. And then your job is to start really putting boundaries around things. This is a mistake that I made. I was like not charging enough and taking on too many clients and trying to do too many things. And that, it didn't thank goodness for me, but it would have led to burnout, like not having boundaries. So it's like a nuanced thing where you step into this next level and you say no more and put boundaries up and stop forcing and hustling and grasping. And that energy then allows the correct clients and opportunities and collaborations and information that you need for the next version of your business to be called in. I hope that makes sense. This is also something we talk about quite a bit inside our mastermind. And it's fun inside the mastermind because it's a smaller group of women that I'm able to work with. We box each other all day, every day, (laughs) not all day, every day boundaries, but we have an ongoing boxer group. Currently we are doing two hot seat calls per week. So I'm able to actually like get into each woman's business. They're like actual offer suites or whatever course they're launching or what, you know, whatever currently is going on with their company, with their business and give them little tips for that week or that month to implement and activate to make quantum leaps. So It also a little bit depends on your business, what you've been charging, what growth you've been going through, what money stuff you've unblocked, what self-worth stuff you've unblocked, and diving into your superpowers, your four numbers and your incarnation cross. Two more people with questions. Okay, Bailey asked... In regards to energetics and embodiment, what does that look like, feel like in practice? Okay, embodiment. This is something that I started doing this like years ago in my first business coaching business. It was like health and wellness and business coaching. And before I was going to speak or do an event or whatever, get on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, I would put on like the hat of that top level of that company. It was a direct sales network marketing company. So I was like, okay, this is Allison as the top level, you know, top income earner. And I would show up in that way. Sometimes that works for people having like a role model or an expander and just be like, okay, I'm going to pretend to be Christy, you know, but for me, the best thing is to be the next level version of me. That doesn't just have to be for business. It can be as I mean, something I'm really working on is like as a mom or a wife, you know. I've like mastered this in business, really, and I have not yet as a mom or wife. So that's what I'm working on because all of that affects your business too. So like some of the characteristics of being a mom or a wife and the next level version of Allison is someone who is patient and shows unconditional love and is really good at stabilizing her emotions so that the toddler and the projector with emotional authority in our house can have their emotional waves, (laughs) tantrums and all that kind of stuff. And there's so many things pretty much everything in Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. Everything that he talks about, just when you're feeling constriction and anger or fear or whatever in regards to another person and not having patience for them or feeling codependent or people-pleasing or not wanting them to have their emotions. It's just like expanding beyond that. So my mom-wife next level is very expansive. And I've already gotten there with business but now I'm like even expanding into the next next level with business so it's like really figuring out like once I hit x level how's that gonna feel in my body okay I'm gonna feel proud of myself I'm gonna feel very worthy blah 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 there's part of that to look at and be like why can't I be those things right now because self-worth and money don't have anything to do with each other in the real spiritual world (laughs) but you're not gonna get to that money level until you have the self-worth inside of you. So figuring out what that means to get that feeling in your body now. Bailey, if you're a mom, I would highly recommend the time bending course. If not, I would highly recommend the money magnet course. And we're going to talk about embodiment. We're going to dive deep into there. So would love to have you in there. And then the last question is from Jana, birthing a reflector. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to talk about the whole birth experience. I might have done that on a previous podcast. It wasn't how I wanted it to be. If we have another kid, I probably go to a birth center instead of a hospital. Because they did not listen to me at a hospital, as often happens. It was so funny. We went in there. And I asked for nitrous oxide, and they just ignored me, like, 15 times. And my doula was in another birth, and so they had a backup doula came who was wonderful, but she was late. It was a whole thing. Oh, man. I thought it was smooth and great in the moment, and I'm grateful because everybody's healthy. She's perfect, all the things. And... It's not the way I wanted it to go. And I have major control issues too. And I think that made everything worse at that time. So three years of practicing letting go of control, still not perfect, but way better. Maybe if we do have another child, it will be different and I won't have super high blood pressure. We'll see. It was crazy because I was already studying human design. But once I found out, like she was born, I looked up her birth time and she was a reflector. First of all, I cried because I was just like, oh, my God, she's going to be so empathic and sensitive and blah, blah, blah. And it's weird because when I first got her reading done, this lady in Maui, this older lady in Maui, did her reading when she was a month old or something. And it was fascinating. And she was like, this is one of the most extroverted reflectors I've ever seen. And it's very true. She loves being around people. She doesn't need a ton of alone time, just a little bit, a few times a day. She loves being around people and she has a lot of energy. So that's all I'll say about that. She also asked about our plans for Portugal life. So we are planning on going back at some point in the next year for like three months. We were originally going to do a year. And I just feel like with the whole idea of maybe having another kid, with figuring out what we're doing with our two houses, with all the different things, My business taking off and my husband has some new ventures. He's figuring out, I don't think we're going to do a whole year. I think we're going to do two or three months and then go from there. Just FYI for somebody who's very, like, likes to plan everything out. This, like, if you would have told me three years ago about all of this, I'd be like, yeah, right. I've done a lot of work and I'm way more go with the flow and connected to trusting God with divine timing than I ever have been ever, ever, ever in my life. Oh man, there was a book that I read earlier this year that I really feel like helped with that so much. It is by Michael Singer, the guy who wrote The Untethered Soul. Highly recommend. But he wrote his basically his autobiography called The Surrender Experiment. Oh my Lord, have mercy. If you have control issues or have a really hard time just surrendering things to divine, this is a great book. Oh, so good. So good. So thank you, Michael Singer and the Surrender Experiment. Without you, I wouldn't be able to navigate this Portugal situation. But if you want to know about Portugal, I did a podcast episode about our trip taking a Toddler to Portugal for two weeks, a few weeks ago. It was episode 95, July 26th. Check it out. She also asked about microdosing and ketamine. So, microdosing psilocybin, y'all, don't be scared of this. Just go listen to the episode. It was probably the most popular episode of 2021 with my dear friend Bijou Finney, who I met working in the music industry in Austin. Episode 56, Magic Mushrooms and Microdosing for Mamas and Entrepreneurs. Do not be scared. Just go listen to it. You don't have to microdose, but go listen to it. So good. Also highly recommend on Netflix the documentaries Fantastic Fungi and How to Change Your Mind. Both so good. Before you... Ixne? any of that. Please go watch one of those documentaries or listen to that episode. Seriously, reach out to me if you have questions. It's not a scary thing. If you drink half a glass of wine or drink half a cup of coffee, if you've ever had anything like that, you can microdose mushrooms. I'm not a medical professional, FYI, or a therapist or anything this is just me talking about my experience you can take care of a child on it you can drive on it you can like you it's like taking a freaking vitamin so please please like the world is going to change with more people learning about microdosing you don't have to go do a big mushroom trip don't stress you don't have to i have maybe that's for another time different experience than microdosing i promise if you take a vitamin you can microdose mushrooms they are meant for us to eat. And if you have some like hesitations for religious purposes or whatever, I promise you, pretty sure Jesus microdosed mushrooms or did really big amounts of (laughs) mushrooms. Nobody knows, but he was pretty smart and had a lot of really radical ideas. And I don't Think God would have given us these beautiful, wonderful, natural, amazing little buddies on our earth that do crazy, magical, amazing things if He didn't mean for us to utilize them in a great way. So that's that. I might get some slack for that, but I don't freaking care. Ketamine. Jana, you know I'm going to have you on the podcast to talk about ketamine. I did Mind Bloom last year, I did six sessions of it. I used it for postpartum depression and anxiety. I had like a tinge of it left after a couple of years and I had heard about Mindbloom and I knew that it could help. And it did freaking wonders. I think it's legal in most states now. Mindbloom.com. You can go check it out. You can also do what Jana did, which I'm going to have her on to talk about, is the IV therapy version of it. Very safe. Very helpful. If you need any help with PTSD, depression, anxiety, grief stuff, man. Dude, highly, highly recommend it. Go follow Jana, too. We'll do an episode soon, but Jana Cohn on Instagram. I'll link her below. She's pretty open about her ketamine journey. And it was definitely a situation where it felt like really nice, chill, calm Meditation vibes. If you have ever gotten surgery, it was almost, they use ketamine for kids in surgery. Super safe. And I'm not a doctor, just FYI. This is not medical advice. This is my own situation and experience. But it felt like that cocktail they give you right before they put you under, where you're feeling really good and nice. So it's not scary at all. It feels nice. And definitely had direct little chats with God. Each time I did that, it was amazing. It's the only time, honestly, that I felt that much pure, 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 pure love in my body and my heart. So check it out if that feels aligned for you. And I believe that is all, y'all. I can't believe that it's almost fall of 2022. There's so much cool stuff that has happened this year and the past two years and so much that's going to happen. So stay tuned. I just wanted to thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've listened, this is one of the longest episodes I've ever done, (laughs) but it's fun. I'll do another Q&A soon. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends. Thank you for screenshotting it and tagging me on Instagram. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for all your love just thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And I will see y'all next week. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at you do woo all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound off Media Company podcast. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer.